and if he doth not return, this Wilfred may ne'theless repay us our charges when he shall gain treasure by the strength of his spear and of his sword, even as he did yesterday and this day also. For the youth is a good youth, and keepeth the day which he appointeth, and restoreth that which he borroweth, and succoreth the Israelite, even the child of my father's house, when he is encompassed by strong thieves and sons of Belial. It was not until evening was nearly closed that Ivanhoe was restored to consciousness of his situation. He awoke from a broken slumber, under the confused impressions which are naturally attendant on the recovery from a state of insensibility. He was unable for some time to recall exactly to memory the circumstances which had preceded his fall in the lists, or to make out any connected chain of the events in which he had been engaged upon the yesterday. A sense of wounds and injury, joined to great weakness and exhaustion, was mingled with the recollection of blows dealt and received, of steeds rushing upon each other, overthrowing and overthrown, of shouts and clashing of arms, and all the heady tumult of a confused fight. An effort to draw aside the curtain of his couch was in some degree successful, although rendered difficult by the pain of his wound. To his great surprise, he found himself in a room magnificently furnished, but having cushions instead of chairs to rest upon, and in other respects partaking so much of oriental costume, that he began to doubt whether he had not, during his sleep, been transported back again to the land of Palestine. The impression was increased when, the tapestry being drawn aside, a female form, dressed in a rich habit which partook more of the eastern taste than that of Europe, glided through the door which it concealed, and was followed by a swarthy domestic. As the wounded knight was about to address this fair apparition, she imposed silence by placing her slender finger upon her ruby lips, while the attendant, approaching him, proceeded to uncover Ivanhoe's side, and the lovely Jewess satisfied herself that the bandage was in its place, and the wound doing well. She performed her task with a graceful and dignified simplicity and modesty, which might, even in more civilised days, have served to redeem it from whatever might seem repugnant to female delicacy. The idea of so young and beautiful a person, engaged in attendance on a sick-bed, or in dressing the wound of one of a different sex, was melted away and lost in that of a beneficent being, contributing her effectual aid to relieve pain, and to avert the stroke of death. Rebecca's few and brief directions were given in the Hebrew language to the old domestic, and he, who had been frequently her assistant in similar cases, obeyed them without reply. The accents of an unknown tongue, however harsh they might have sounded when uttered by another, had, coming from the beautiful Rebecca, the romantic and pleasing effect which fancy ascribes to the charms pronounced by some beneficent fairy, unintelligible indeed to the ear, but from the sweetness of the utterance and benignity of aspect which accompanied them, touching and affecting to the heart. Without making an attempt at further question, Ivanhoe suffered them in silence to take the measures they thought most proper for his recovery, and it was not until those were completed, and this kind physician about to retire, that his curiosity could no longer be suppressed. "'Gentle maiden,' he began, in the Arabian tongue, with which his eastern travels had rendered him familiar, 
and which he thought most likely to be understood by the turbaned and caftaned damsel who stood before him. "'I pray you, gentle maiden, of your courtesy—but here he was interrupted by his fair physician, a smile which she could scarce suppress, dimpling for an instant a face whose general expression was that of contemplative melancholy. "'I am of England, Sir Knight, and speak the English tongue, although my dress and my lineage belong to another climate.' "'Noble damsel!' again the knight of Ivanhoe began, and again Rebecca hastened to interrupt him. "'Bestow not on me, sir knight,' she said, the epithet of noble. "'It is well you should speedily know that your handmaiden is a poor Jewess, the daughter of that Isaac of York, to whom you were so lately a good and kind lord. It well becomes him, and those of his household, to render to you such careful tendance as your present state necessarily demands. 